In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So two things probably felt weird there. You're used to standing to sing that song, so that probably felt weird. And secondly, you're used to going right into the rest of the liturgy. But we kind of separated that hymn out this morning because I'm going to be using it a little bit. This is the Feast is an Easter hymn. Yes, we sing it all year long, but I want to read you these words again. This is the Feast of Victory for our God. Alleluia. Worthy is Christ the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God. Now, let me tell you a few things you may, may have known or may not have known. That hymn is just taken right out of the book of Revelation. That's where that hymn... It's not like some human person wrote that. That's God's words from the book of Revelation. Okay? And a pastor named John Arthur, he paraphrased... Two, he took two sections of Revelation where they're singing and, and praising God, and he paraphrased it. And then a Lutheran musician named Richard Hillard, he set it to music, and we've been singing it since. And it's, it's a masterpiece, truly. It's hard to sing. It takes a lot of energy to sing it. Maybe it's too early to sing that in, but, but it's great. It, it, kind of, it feels like it's lifting you from earth and taking you to heaven and setting you on the soil so you can sing with all the angels. Now, we sang in there, Worthy is Christ the Lamb who was slain. And that's the, the part I really want to focus on with you. Revelation, and you're so used to it, I'm kind of asking you to not be used to it for a minute and ask yourself, why does God do that? Revelation is why the church so often uses a lamb for Jesus. But why? Why a lamb? Right? Um, see in our stained glass windows, this would be a great example. The the top is supposed to be the Father, of course, the light shining, and then the dove is the Spirit on the right. But then the left, you know, we had to decide how are we going to picture Jesus and use a lamb. And not just a lamb. You see a lamb holding the victory banner, you know, waving the flag that, that the war has been won, and we, we've won, he's won, okay? So why put a lamb in there? That's what I'm asking you to really think about. Why a lamb? Well, in Revelation, over and over again, when Jesus appears, he appears as a lamb. It's not the only way he appears. Sometimes he appears as his glorified self, but often he's as a lamb. And not just any lamb, but they always say he appears as a lamb who was slain and yet is now alive again. That's why he's got the victory flag. He's won. He's conquered. And this is the feast now of victory. So all morning, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to be telling you a little story from Revelation, but I'm going to ask you to keep this picture in your mind, the, the lamb, just like in our stained glass, standing bold, confident, holding this, this flag of victory, saying he's won. And in the... Um, bulletin, I also put a picture of Jesus himself, very similar picture, standing over his empty tomb on Easter, holding that same victory banner. But just keep this image in your mind, and then let me take you to Revelation chapter 5, because it is an awesome, awesome chapter. So we see in Revelation 5 the Lamb in action, okay? Not just standing there, but we see him in action, okay? In Revelation 5, John is taken up to heaven and gets to see a vision of 
of everything happening after Easter from heavenly view. I mean, we, we, like I read you all the view from earth, all the disciples and women going to the tomb. They find it empty. They're trying to figure it all out. But in Revelation 5, you see that same thing from the heavenly view. Okay? And when we see this vision, the Father is on His throne. It's, it's a beautiful scene. The throne is beautiful. And in His right hand is this scroll. And it's obviously a very important scroll. John can see that it's written, like it's covered in writing. There's like they, could, they had to fill every spot on the scroll. And it's sealed, shut with seven seals. Not just one seal, seven seals. It's obviously a hugely important book. Okay, we, today we wouldn't use the word scroll. We, you know, we'd call it a book. But of course, it's, it's a scroll. Okay, it's written. It's God's writing. And to put it rather bluntly, this scroll is the future. This is our future, written on that scroll. And to use God's own words, he says this twice in Revelation. He says, it's the things that must take place. This scroll tells what's going to happen. And the Father is on his throne holding this scroll in his hand, waiting for someone to come and open it. Now, just pause for a second. This sounds pretty important, doesn't it? I mean, don't we kind of want to know? I would like to know, right? What's on that scroll? What, what is going to happen in the future? I mean, it's from day to day, it's the unknown that's always killing us. I hear people, and I hear myself, say things like this all the time. Where are we headed? Where are we headed? Right, what? It's gonna, you know, what, what possibly could we be headed toward? Are we gonna have a nuclear war? Is there gonna be a civil war in our country? Or we gonna have more COVID? Is there more COVID coming or a different virus? Or is persecution coming for Christians? Is, are we headed towards some kind of virtual reality world? What, where are we headed? What's gonna happen? And if, if that doesn't totally ring true, you can see in, in Revelation 5 how desperate the situation is. There's this strong angel, which is interesting. All angels are strong and mighty, but this one, we're told, is especially strong. This strong angel comes out and proclaims in a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll? No one. No one. They look everywhere. It's getting desperate. There's no one in heaven, no one on earth, there's no one under the earth, no one can open this thing. That's it, we're in big trouble. If somebody doesn't open this scroll, we can see the world's going to hell and there's nothing we can do about it. There's sin, people are dying, there's evil. Where are we headed? And John, who's seeing the vision, is really upset. He begins to weep loudly, it says. He's bawling his eyes out. Because no one can open the scroll. No one can tell us what's going to happen. No one can tell us where, where all this sin and death and evil is headed. Again, I ask you, how often have you asked this or thought this? Where is all of this headed? So you know John's feeling. He's distraught. No one can open this thing. But then, one of the elders comes up to John and says he comforts him. John, weep no more. Weep no more. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. 
He has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. Aha, the lion. Now there we go, right? Jesus, risen indeed. Hallelujah. He's worthy to open the scroll, to tell us where it's all headed, what's going to happen to us. But wait, I told you he was a lamb, right? What happened? A lion? Well, a lion, that's strong and powerful. No doubt about it, Jesus is the lion. But wait, John looks up. After the elder tells him, behold the lion, he looks up and what does he see? A lamb. And I saw, these are John's words, and I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain, and he went and he took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals. Why? For you were slain. And by your blood, you ransomed people for God. Why is he worthy? Because he's risen from the dead. Because of Easter morning. And then, all of heaven joins in this song. John says, I heard the voice of many angels, numbered myriads of myriads, thousands of thousands. Can you even imagine this? It's beyond imagination. Myriads of myriads, thousands of thousands of angels, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. So, you see, just five minutes ago, they were singing with you and me. Of course they were. That's exactly what we were singing. Their song. Worthy is Christ the Lamb who was slain. The scroll now can be opened and known. The future, our future, can be opened and known now, I have to be kind of annoying, but I mean, do you, do you see this? That your future, what lies in your future, can now be known and opened because the Lamb has opened it on Easter morning. The Easter, the empty Easter tomb has opened it. He has guaranteed your future resurrection and life everlasting. That's your future. So do you see now, if, if I've, I've been trying to give you this image, do you see the Lamb, Jesus, holding his victory flag, telling you, because I live, you will live also. Because I died and rose, now you've risen to new life with me. Because I rose bodily, on the last day, your body will rise from the dead. Worthy. He's worthy to open this future to you because he's risen indeed. Now, why a lamb? Why not a lion? I mean, wouldn't it have been even cooler if he'd come out as a lion and roared and, you know, ripped that scroll to shreds or something? But why, why a lamb? A helpless lamb, right? He's called the lion, but he always is appearing as a lamb. Well, there's a good reason for that. When you see Jesus, God wants you to see him as primarily your substitute, your sacrifice. 
When you see him all over the book of Revelation, God wants you to see this is the one who stands in for you. Paul says it this way, Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Of course, all through the Old Testament, who are the sheep? We are. We are the sheep. The sheep who go astray. The sheep who don't listen. The sheep who need constant watch and protection. So what does Jesus come as? A sheep. A lamb. He comes to be us. To be our brother. To take our place at the slaughter. He is, from the story of Abraham, when he's about to kill his son and finds a ram caught in the thicket, that's Jesus. He's our lamb. To be our sacrifice. And the best part of the story is, of course, that on Easter morning, he comes back to life to raise the victory banner, to be worthy, to open the scroll and tell us our future salvation and resurrection. And that then, that brings me to the final part of this picture. There's one more part of the picture in Revelation to this lamb and his victory flag, and that's his blood, the blood of the lamb. So you noticed, of course, this morning, and you always notice on Easter, what color is everywhere? White. White everywhere. White pyramids, white on their crosses, white lilies. Because, why? Because this conquering lamb has washed us white in his blood. But I don't want you to take my word. Let me give you the verses. Here's Revelation 5.9. I already read this. Worthy are you, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God. Revelation 7, these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. You're baptized, you're washed white in the blood of the Lamb. And then Revelation 12, and they've conquered the accuser, that's Satan. They've conquered the accuser by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the of their testimony, for they loved not their lives even unto death. The blood of the Lamb. So then let's put this all together. The Lamb of God stands over everything, over the past, over the present, over the future, holding his, his victory flag, telling us, I'm risen. My blood washes you clean and white I give you victory over sin, death, and hell. And that means as bold and as confident as he is, we're that bold and confident because our future is absolutely known and guaranteed. It's in his hands. Now, now of course, at first on Easter morning, we don't see that in the disciples, do we? They're confused. I mean, you heard me read it. They're, they're doubting. They're timid. But they come around. And they go from guys that are hiding in a room in Jerusalem to later guys who go out into the temple saying, go ahead and arrest us. We don't care. What happened to them? The victorious lamb happened. They began to see the future as the lamb looked at the future. They began to see that it was safe and certain that Jesus is risen and that they had the guarantee of forgiveness, life, and salvation. So, my last question. Whose hands are worthy to hold your future? Whose hands are worthy to open your scroll? Who is worthy to tell you the things that will take place for you? Who's worthy to be your shepherd and carry you forever? How about 
the Lamb of God, risen from the dead, holding his flag of victory, washing you clean in his blood. That's why we sing, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. In Jesus' name. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We stand for prayer.